Well, hello, friends. Welcome to From Busy to Rich podcast with Wes Young. This podcast is designed to help advisors increase their profitability and their quality of life. We're kicking off a brand new series. Actually, we're, we're kind of into it at this point. Uh, so if you haven't heard the others, go back. Uh, and uh, I'm excited about this one uh, as we focus even more deeply on the practically pretty uh, idea, which is 10 truths to make your business beautiful. Uh, so Wes, can you kind of catch us up? Uh, we're almost halfway into it now. So tell us maybe what folks have missed and summarize it for us. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give you a brief recap. So the big idea here is that there are areas of our lives that we all care about. Uh, you know, and you could lump them into like big ones, physical, relational, financial, spiritual, professional. Um, and some people in their life, you observe them walking through life and they just seem to be having a great run at life in these areas. They, they, they do life pretty. And what I mean by that is like better than most. Well, like you observe them and, 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 and they are beautiful at these way they do life, the way they're, whether it's their business life, their financial, their, their spiritual, their, their, their physical, the relationships that they're in. And, and we've had the benefit in the work we do here to, to really audit hundreds, if not thousands by this point, Andy and, and you as well of advisor practices, of, of business owners. And we observe a lot of ways for, there's a ton of ways people can do this business, yeah. but man, some of them just seem to be having a great time and a great life. And they do this business well, they're lighter. And when you look at them, you, you, you might like tend to go, what is it about them? Right. What, yeah. what are, are, are there other are universal truths out there that is by Go across those and I would say, Hey, I, I like the way they're doing that. I like their rhythm. I like what their, their, their practice is very pretty. Are there common denominators? And, and after a lot of deep dive into this, what we've determined is there is that, that there are truths out there that when we discover them and apply them, it will make our lives better and make us better at life and make our practices pretty. And, and that's really the big idea of the first one we did, which is the, the premise behind this whole, this whole deal is that practical teaching. When you discover it and apply it, it's going to make your life better, make your make you better at life, and make your practice beautiful. You know, I I'm, I don't know if you've seen this before, West, where they've got the NFL films and they have you know this is this I think they still do it where they have kind of a slow motion of a football uh, play sort of developing, and when you do it in slow motion, it actually can be beautiful. It's sort of like this, like wow, there's like this elegance to it. But if you do it full time, it's like chaos and it's and you know. But there is a beauty to, you know, they, they slow it down and you see the ball come off the quarterback's hand and receiver, you know, there's this beauty to it. And I think that's what we're talking about. We're talking about if you slow something down, if you really dig into someone's life, like, wow, there is an order to it. There is a beauty to it. And I think what we're going to tap into is something that everyone is listening right now will resonate with, which is when you've asked, how many times have you asked yourself the question, like, how did they do that? Why is it, why does it seem easy for them? Like, yeah. why is it when they touch things, they, turn to gold, so to speak, right? Uh, and so for the most part, though, our, our problem is not that we don't have enough information. It's that we don't apply enough. Of it. So we, we want to make sure that we're applying to information. This isn't just another place to sort of, I, I call it getting sort of obese on information, right? It's just more and not and not doing something with it, right? Yeah. In the same way that you, you, know, you need to eat a lot of calories to have a healthy diet as long as you are, you know, uh, exercising, right? It's not right. just, oh, I just need more calories, right? Uh, but wouldn't so it be cool, sure. Andy? Wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if all if all we had to do was like understand the truth and yeah. and, and and we would have a six pack abs and like if I understood I need to eat right and work out and and I didn't actually have to do it. it, it what, but what Wes, you know people. How cool you you know people who do that with information. 
right? You know that there's people that sort of just so I just need more. I need to read another book. And it's like, yeah. no, you need to do another book. Like you need to do what the last yeah, one said, that's right. right? The last 17. And it's interesting though, and I, and I don't want people to turn off the podcast when they hear this, but information and learning can be a place to hide from the Absolutely. doing because the doing's harder, right? That's why less people do it and more people just sort of listen. So, uh, so we've, we've talked about this. Uh, and I want to make sure that we're, 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 we're prompting people, uh, as much as we can to go and actually do the work. So to tell us today specifically, what is the, what is the action that people need to invest themselves in? So they're not just listening to another podcast. Yeah. Th- this is actually one of the core values in our organization that we talk about all the time. Every Thursday, if you were in one of our staff meetings, you would hear us go through one of our core values and actually express what that means, mm-hmm. um, which is why I'm excited to have uh, Cody and Justin on the call because they're in those team meetings with us every Thursday. And, and this is one, um, you know, we rotate them through, but this, this is so critical. And, and, and it really is one of those things that if you look across universally, advisor after advisor that are living a beautiful practice, this is a common denominator. And the way we put it in language is operate with passionate purpose. Operate with passionate purpose. Well, and the alternative to that, I think, is we see, you know, where are you going? What are you doing? Uh, They're just letting people, letting life happen to them. You know, there's people that just, essentially, they've taken their hand off the rudder, you know, and it's whatever the way the wind blows, they go, right? And then they complain that they don't like the wind. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. that's right. You know, yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, as Cody and Justin are here, and they'll chime in uh, in a bit here, but we want to make sure... Uh, that that people um, understand that the the passionate purpose um, re- requires uh, a revisiting like regularly, right? That's that's part of this. That's so right. where where does it come from? Like where do you people go? Great, I, a passionate purpose sounds great. Where do you get it? Yeah, yeah. So here here's the like to unpack this for you, because I think it, it centers around some of the things we, we've talked about historically that we need to come back to, to really, to really ground this one. Um, all of us, we talked about this all, all of us are going to run out of time before we run out of all the ideas and opportunities we could go pursue. That, that is, that is not, I mean, anybody that has lived any length of life understands that, that there's just more stuff you could spend time on than there's time to go after everything. And because mm-hmm. of that, that reality, it creates something. It creates a gap between where we are and where we ultimately want to be. And that gap, the funny thing about it is the gap never goes away. It just moves. And, and so the, the, all of us, we run out of time, money, and ideas and opportunities before we could run out of all, the, before we could run out of all the opportunities we could pursue. Mm-hmm. But, but in that gap that we're navigating, because it never f- is fully finally satisfied, never, never ends. There's never an end. There's always another one. And we've spent whole episodes d- dissecting the gaps. I'm not going to do that again. But one of the things, one of the things, you know, th- two of the truths we've already talked about is, hey, have an exciting vision and a grateful condition as we navigate our gap, because it just helps us do that, do life prettier. It helps us do life in a more beautiful way. One of the things that gives that fuel and, and that really helps us take that condition to a whole nother level of excellence and beauty is to operate with passion and purpose. So, so operating with passion and purpose, um, if you regularly identify your what and your why, your passionate purpose will help you thrive. 
and, and that and that really is the tangible piece there. You, you what, what my my purpose when it comes to this business is what I'm specifically gonna gonna want to unpack with you today is is what what have I identified? Have I identified my what and my why when it comes to fueling my passionate purpose that'll help me thrive in a way that's beautiful in this. You know, as we as we like to say, this holistic fee based financial planning company where you you get paid for your advice first and foremost. Well, I'm going to ask this question of Cody and Justin, uh, but first uh, I want to ask you, Wes. Um, you know, why isn't um, why isn't I want to make as much money as possible? Um, and it's not a rhetorical question. I don't know the answer. Sure, but because I think I think a lot of people live this way. And they're like, hey, it's working for me, but uh, to some degree. But why isn't, I'm just, I'm here to, in the same way that if a coach said, I'm just here to win. Like, I don't care if I have to trip somebody. I don't care if I have to, you know, skip third base on running home. Have you ever seen that highlight? It's actually a low light. Have you ever yeah. seen that? Where there's a kid and they, they see it, that, that the, all the all the attention is at home plate. This is a high school game. Uh, and this kid running from second completely skips third base not like by a foot by like seven eight <laughs> feet he just runs home and nobody catches nobody saw it right uh and so he got away with it in the same way that like that coach is like don't care skip third i just want to <laughs> win right that an advisor would say my job's to make money i gotta provide for my family yeah. why is that not enough of a passionate purpose why why doesn't yeah. that qualify well, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head with the example, but if, I mean, every, that's like a given, right? I mean, any, any, at least all the people I know, they want to make a lot of money. They want to make as much money as they possibly can. And, and that's not a bad thing. I, I, I want to make as much as we possibly can, but in context of my other things that I care about in life, because if make as much money as I possibly can meant I need to rob a bank, I'm out. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm not in on that one because it could lead to other things that I don't want to happen in my life. And, right. um, or if it meant that I need to, you know, abandon my family or, um, not be able to take care of, um, uh, people that, that matter to me because I'm making as much money as I possibly can. So I, I think that's fine. Like it's, it's in there. Right. But it's, it's like a byproduct of the win when you okay. do this right. So I think that you got to have a noble thing that is, transcends just what what is a you otherwise long term it's just a really kind of internal selfish uh way of doing life and i don't know anybody pretty anybody beautiful that has mm. you would describe them as that person is really selfish internal and greedy and what they're out for is to make as much money as they possibly can that's their that's their win that's their what one yeah, period i think the problem with that is if they're out there to make as much money as they can period because i yes. think you are and cody and justin and myself like i'm out to make as much money as i can but in the context of, right? Like, yeah. like when I play games, our, our team is currently 0, 2, and 1, which is only good if you're a Canadian because they like ties and I'm an American and I hate ties. So I'd rather be 0 and 3, right? But our baseball team is not very good. And like, guys, you know what? I want you to have fun, but guess what's fun? Winning, you know? So let's get better, I, right? So I want to win, but I'm not going to win raw costs. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, so we still want to win. We still want to make money. So let me ask you, Cody and Justin, uh, Justin, you go first. Where does, where does rubber hit the road? Like, what does this actually look like for you to have a passionate purpose beyond I want to make much money as we like, as, as advisors are listening to this and they're saying, guys, what does this mean? What get practical with me? I want to make money. How does a passionate purpose play into that? 
Yeah. So money, just to add on that, is a tool, right? Like it's not a destination. Having a lot of money gives you the ability to do things, but but what is it that you're working towards? Like, why do you want to have a lot of money? Like, you have to stop and ask the question to figure out where you want to go. If it's mm. even, I'll let Cody kind of tie it into the business side, but just on a personal note, like I'm, you know, I'm big into fitness. We've talked about that on on the back end before. Trained professional athletes, I like to exercise. As I've gotten older, and I don't have something necessarily that I'm competing for, it's gotten yeah. challenging. It's hard. Mm. Wes and I were talking about this. It's easy to have a little conversation, this this internal negotiation that goes on. And I'm really good at negotiating out of like getting up at 5 a.m. to go exercise. But tying it yeah, back. That's not, that's not a hard negotiation. I don't get up. Not, okay. No, it's, it's, <laughs> wow. it's dominated that one. Um, yeah. But this is where the, the passionate purpose rubber meets the road of, of I've got little girls that are, you know, three. I've got one that's 17, one's three, and one that's seven months old. And I see people who have kids that are, are, you know, 50, 60 years old now that can't do anything with their kids. And then I see others because they're physically just not able, they're not moving, right, the way that they wish that they could and able to participate. And then I see others that maintain this, like, level of fitness and just general health that they're involved. Like, my grandfather's mid-80s and is out there chopping down a tree. Like, he, he can get in there and do everything. He doesn't do it the same way he used to, right? Like... We're not swinging an axe the exact same way, but the point is I want to still be able to swing the axe with them when I'm 85 right, with my great-grandkids and grandkids. Yeah. And so for me, it's it's tying back to like, you've got to find a reason that's bigger than yourself and just bigger than that internal negotiation in the moment that's going to cheapen it for you and cause you to take that short out of like, some rest would be more beneficial, but long-term, like for my objectives and where I'm going, the purpose of my kids, like to be there for them and, and to be able to be able to participate in all of that, like that's bigger than, and that's where the passion comes in for. So I can get excited about something that I know is going to cause me some short-term discomfort, but it's getting me towards where I want to go. So like when sleepy Justin is, is negotiating with uh purpose-filled Justin, if purpose-filled Justin doesn't remember what he wants ultimately he will succumb to what Sleepy Justin wants immediately, right? Yeah, yeah. it's and it's easy to justify. Like I, I don't, I don't want to wake the babies, so you know they're, I, they sound restless. So I'll, I'll go ahead and stay in bed. Right? That's so pathetic, bro. And <laughs> using the I'm child. Not being, I'm not being yeah. selfish. It's the kids. It's for the kids' benefit, right? <laughs> for the children. Do it. For I'm gonna stay in bed and pray this morning. For those who, yeah, right, right, yeah. I want to follow the. I want to really Sabbath. By the way, there is a time for rest, but yeah, it's it. not, you know, it's not 13 hours a day. Uh, Cody, yeah. how does passionate purpose, what, what does it look like for you? Yeah, you know, I, I think our passion is what, you know, I, I, we have multiple passions, you know, I mean, our purpose in life, you know, pr- me personally, I feel I'm, I got a purpose to be, you know, a, a, a husband, a dad, um, you know, I think our, our purpose is what guides us, you know, because there's so like, so much information out there, so many ways we could go every single day, but what is the one thing that, that I can do to, to move the needle in the direction I want to go to? So that putting that purpose, um, is kind of my, my guide, you know, am I doing something that I want to, am I heading in the direction I want to go? You know, and I was just yeah. thinking back, um, you know, we send out a lot of books and our purpose is to help our clients increase their profitability and, and their quality of life. So. Those books might be something spiritual, something self-help, some business yeah. management, but we've, we've received a number uh, of phone calls just 
talking about, oh, they, they loved it. They're going to implement it in their business or, you know, maybe they're going through a tough time in their life that we didn't even know about. And the book just hit them. Um, yeah. That's increased their quality of life. And that, that's, you know, almost great. We're not selling a product. It's almost better than the product to, to receive those phone calls and, and know that, that she touched them and, and uh, you know, during a time of need or. I think that the important part of having a passionate purpose uh, is it makes a lot of smaller decisions easier. Like something I teach my baseball players and especially with this team I have right now, which is full of kids who have never played baseball, which is fascinating. But because I have to go back to the basics with like teenagers who, you know, a lot of kids have been playing for five, 10 years. They're brand new. A lot of these kids are brand new. And I have to remind them. And I think this ties in perfectly. So you have to make the decision before you make the decision. Meaning before the ball comes to you, you have to know what you're going to do. So I'll be really frank with, you know, we're four men here. If a woman hits on you, then you go, okay, I've already made a decision. I'm going to be faithful to my wife. So if this person hits on me, I have already made the decision. I'm not going to reciprocate that because I already made this other decision, right? Uh, in the same way with business, it's I'm going to make this business decision because I know this is the kind of company we are. I, I call it the grocery store test, which is actually like, if I see this person in the grocery store after I make this decision, am I going to suddenly like find a different aisle or am I going to go, hey, how you doing? Right. Uh, you want to be able to like see people in public and be proud of what you do. Right. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's the passion. I think where the passionate purpose says, if I have this passionate purpose, it informs all these other decisions. It's easier for Justin to wake up because he says, listen, I already made this decision that I want to be able to, you know, play with my kids when I'm Andy's age. Right. Uh, it was a joke, by the way. I don't know how much older I am, but, uh, but I, I think that's a, that's a great, that's a great. And especially when times get tough. Uh, I would say this for those who are running a business right now, when times get tough and if you forget your purpose, you can compromise. You can say, man, I, I just really got to make some money right now. So I'm going to sell this product that probably isn't a great fit for them. No, that that's outside your purpose. You got to stay true to your purpose, which is I want to have lifelong customers and always do the right thing for them. So, uh, Wes, what are some other elements of this? Any other uh, people in history, any other uh, sort of guiding principles that we can add to, to just, I guess, puff up or make stronger this idea? You have to have a passionate purpose if you want to really have a good life, a beautiful life. Yeah, there, there's a quote. Um if you've ever heard heard of the book Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, uh, he was in a concentration camp, and which is possibly the worst possible thing any human could have uh, experienced in time. And uh, and he came out of this with such an amazing perspective and wrote a, an amazing book. If you haven't ever read that book, it's an incredible book. You ought to read it. What, Wes, when you got the book Man's Search for Meaning, let, let me ask. I know you're audio guy did you get that physical book uh i got the audio book okay well so were you surprised when it was probably like i don't know it's probably a couple out maybe now i mean here's the thing when i got the book i was like that's it like the size of it is so small yeah, yeah. i was like this is the book that i've heard referenced literally hundreds of times that's right from hundreds of different people of like this is the book that is the book about uh, focusing on what is worthwhile and important. And I was like, it's like a hundred pages, right? So let me ask this. Why is this book so powerful? And how does Frankel sort of frame 
life in a way that so many people talk about this book so many years later. Yeah. So he has this incredible quote that I think it, it, it really speaks to so much that's in the book, but he says that life is never made unbearable by circumstances, but by lack of meaning and purpose. And if you think of it, one of the things Victor Frankl said over and over again is the people uh, who, the people that made it through the concentration camp and came out on the other side of it yeah. were, were the people that continued to create, even in those dire circumstances, a, a, a meaning and a purpose. And for some of them, it was things like, hey, if, because, because I mean, you could try and run to the fence and they would shoot you and put you out of your misery in that, in that environment. Mm-hmm. Or you could suffer and struggle and, and have lack of food. Victor Frankl would tell people, hey, if you let them, if you, if you, if you try to escape and you let them shoot you, then, then that's the end. But, but if, if, if you, they force you, if they see that over and over again, no matter what they do to you, you're going to continue to, to persevere, then, then we don't let them win. And so the, the purpose became we are going to survive together so that ultimately one day, and there is no deadline to this, it was optimism without a deadline. We're, we're going to come out thriving on the other side because we need to build together. We need to survive together. So I, I really, and that's like a super extreme example, but, but it really is. There's stuff in everybody's business and everything you do every day that you would prefer not to do it probably. That's just life, right? There are things out there. Now we got whole podcasts on how to do less of those things and more of the things you do like, but, but the deal is it's, it's not circumstances. It's not made unbearable by circumstances by lack of, but my lack of meaning and purpose one, never establishing what it is. And that's why I think I'm so critical specifically in the, we talked about vision, but I'm telling you, I want to get deep into how it practically applies to a financial business today. Um, establishing it in the first place and having it be exciting enough to where when you remember it and you come back to it, fuels you. It fuels you to make the stuff that's in front of you. It's just not that big a deal because it, it becomes less about the circumstance and more about what I'm going through those circumstances so I can get over there. And get to the next thing, and, and I've got to have passion and energy for it. Justin, I want to ask you. Um, and again, you know, I don't don't say anything that requires me to, you know, disappear. But like, you've been on missions, right? I mean, not like Christian mission, but like you have been on a mission that our taxpayers have paid for, and it's like here is our objective, and it's very clear. And I only know enough to know that some of those missions were beyond unbearable, beyond difficult. Like I could not physically fathom how difficult some of those missions were. Um, is it because you knew like we have our orders, we have our, you know, we, the, the mission, when the mission is more clear, you're willing to go through it versus like, uh, just do the best you can. Right. Like how do you get through really, or, or how does having a really clear mission empower you and your your team uh to complete it how does that play a factor and 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 here's another question were you ever on a mission that didn't have a clear outcome no so short answer being no never was on a mission that didn't have a clear outcome as far as the desired outcome of why we were doing what we're doing and i tell you you really have to have a very good understanding of what that is to cause you to want to, you know, go through a door that somebody's shooting through, right? Like, what it, what, why do I, 
Why am I going? Did everyone's brain just sort of like stop? Like, why would you go through a door that someone's shooting through? Like, those are the doors you run from, right? Uh, By the way, just as an aside, this this is a podcast for financial advisors. So your worst thing is compliance calls you and says, hey, we got to do a reviewing something, right? Yeah. So I just want to put that in context. Uh, Meanwhile, Justin is running at a door that he sees bullets coming out of. Uh, That's right. But this is no different than, you know, we've seen it, right? We see this on 9-11. We've got videos. People going down, firemen going up, right? Yep. They're running towards danger. So, Justin, go ahead. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a perfect example. Same thing, same concept of like, you really have to know why you're doing what you're doing and you have to believe in it. Like, you have to be passionate about it and the desired outcome that you're hopeful for. And there's a degree of faith that comes into play. Like, regardless of your, your religious faith, like, you have to believe in something of why you're doing what you're doing to drive you forward in it, right? Like there's a, in those environments or just in life, there's a degree of like survivability that your mind will just naturally like deter it to. But once it gets past that and you're back in this point of like cognitive thought about it, why I'm doing what I'm doing, life's uncomfortable and and it gives you a reason to, to walk away from it at any point in time. Even in those instances, we could have retreated a number of times in a number of scenarios that I can think of. But you got to find a reason to do it anyways. Like, why are you doing it? And what's the, the motivation behind it to where you can run in it with passion, even if it, it means that, that that's the last run you make. Mm. Mm. I, I really, for, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the perspective and experience you've been through and the value that adds to us today. I think that one phrase that we might wrap with is that um, there's a lot of opportunities for retreat. There's a lot of, I mean, it's, yeah, I can't, I, I'm done. I quit. I'm not going to do that. That's too hard. And I think the reason, Wes, your example of Viktor Frankl is the best example is it's the closest thing to the worst thing that we could ever imagine. I mean, I would, I would really love for someone to try to tell me what's worse than being in a concentration camp. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, okay, if Viktor Frankl's words are that after going through that, you know, this is not a delusional man that was scribbling. This was a very thoughtful, uh, you know, and he wrote other things. But if that's true of him, then it's true of me. It's true. Of yeah. John. If that's true, you know, because my life is I'm not running at doors with bullets coming out of them. I'm not in a concentration camp. And it's but if it's true for them, then it's true for me today, uh, you know, in air conditioning, you know, with electricity, with food, you know, in safety. Yes. So, uh, Wes, go ahead and wrap up, wrap us up here. Yeah, well, I think I think I want to give handles to this, Andy, for for the people. Again, this is applicable to any business owner, but specifically for the financial advisor, is is what is your what and your why, and and what I mean by that is what is your bumper sticker win in this business, and it's not a mission statement, it's not a vision statement. Okay, I think those things are great, but oftentimes they're very long in their effort to be complete. It's okay. it's like they're not memorable, not portable. They sit on a wall and they they're like we are the holistic fee-based financial advisor that meets all the needs of the people in the greater community of the world better than the rest of the world. And the, and it goes on and, it, and it, we sell these 18 things and it, and it's all, it's all true, right? But it's not memorable, powerful or portable. And so when I'm talking about a mission statement or a, a win, I mean, when I'm talking about your what, what is your bumper sticker win in this business? For us, we help people create more than they consume. I mean, sorry, we, we help people. That was our old one. We updated it to we inspire people to increase their profitability and quality of life. We inspire right. people to increase their profitability 
and quality of life. Now, that was what I was doing at the kitchen table at night at the beginning of my, when I, 20 years ago when I started, right. when I was trying to help them understand their need for term insurance to, to, so that if somebody died, they wouldn't be uh, in a bad position if the primary winner died. It's what I do when we talk to them today about how they can um, repurpose money that's going away unnecessarily to the IRS back to their own retained earnings. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's what I do when we talk about their standard of care on their liquidity to one day make work optional or to keep it that way once it already is. And it's what we do when we talk about, hey, if, so, if you die and, and you have this large estate and money all of a sudden is owed in this estate tax, what's that going to do to the people that are impacted by the thumbprint of your life? So it encompasses everything. And you know, there's hundreds of thousands of strategies out there any, and combinations of them. The, the, the thing about this win is it helps make that world of all those strategies very small when you learn the client's story. And we're going to talk more about that later in a future episode. But, but it's, it's the, the what for us is that bumper sticker, that single phrase, we help people create more than they consume. Second is you need to know why that matters. It's kind of the so what, right? So if you're, if you're listening today, that the takeaway is practical application here is you need to know your what, you need to know your why. For us, if you were sitting in one of our team meetings, you would hear somebody say, well, first we help people, um, uh, we, we, we inspire people to increase their profitability and quality of life. And then what, what would happen next is they say, why? Well, because in our effort to get the most out of life, it's really easy to live a margin less life. And in so doing, miss out on some of the things that matter most in life. So unless, unless we understand that people are busy and they're out there and there's more things to do than there's time, mm-hmm. uh, they won't stop long enough to really identify for themselves. What do I really, what's my story that I'm in right now? Where am I trying to go? And in light of that, what are the things I need to think about that are going to help me increase my profitability and my quality of life, increase my profitability and quality of life. So tons of application for it. It, it makes the world a lot of, of, you know, finance a lot smaller than, you know, than, than it is if without it. Cause otherwise every strategy or tactic or idea sounds good. Yeah. But if you can center it down to the win, to, to what is your bumper sticker win? We, again, you can, you can borrow ours. We help people, we inspire people to increase the profitability and quality of life. Why do we do that? Because in our effort to get the most out of life, it's just really easy to live a marginless life and miss out on some of the things that all of us would say matter most in life. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's our heart there is the real definition of financial planning that we love Carl Richards' definition is about the constant alignment of the use of capital, time, energy, talent, money, assets to the things you really care about. And that's, that's what our, win, our what and our why help us do. Absolutely. Well, I want to, and with a word of encouragement and also uh, an application for all of you, um, you know, a great time if you feel like you don't have direction uh, to choose a direction is today. Like you can do that today. You know, it, it, you can go from wandering uh, to, no, I actually have a vision for what I want to do. Uh, I'm going to make a commitment to something larger than just making money. Um, and that will get you through. Uh, and the good news as West stated is it doesn't mean you have to run uh, through doors with bullets coming out of them. Uh, but it does mean that you work on our difficult business and that you, you, you need to have a greater purpose for what you're doing. Otherwise you'll probably quit. Uh, and, and that's not a good outcome. Uh, and I also want to encourage you, uh, if you want some more practical guided, um, uh, advice on this, uh, then I do want you to go to westyounglive.com and there you'll find some opportunities to, uh, form your commitment to, to form systems, to, uh, to create a map to follow, uh, 
uh, and, and, and a mission to complete uh, on a more regular basis through, through learning, through some of the programs that Wes and his team have made. Uh, so we hope you'll check those out. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, we do appreciate you wherever you are, what are you doing uh, for listening? And we um, would hope that you'll continue to tune in and, and share the show with others. Justin, Cody, Wes, thanks for being here today, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks, Justin.